0: Welcome to the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast. So I have been watching the news with extra interest lately. There's lots of talks of quarantines. People are posting pictures of Costco being sold out of toilet paper and bottled water. Um, There's just this underlying feeling of some panic building lately. Now, I am not someone who operates out of fear, but I do like to be prepared pretty much all the time, and that is something I have felt strongly about way before the latest news reports. Therefore, we always have plenty of food tucked away in our pantry, in our larder, in our freezers, and I just like that feeling of knowing that we could stay home if we needed to for a while, don't have to run to the store, and we would be just fine. So home-canned dry beans are one of my favorite pantry staples right up there with my home-canned broth or home-canned tomato sauce. And today, I want to run you through the steps on how to make them yourself. I'm your host, Jill Winger, and this is the podcast for the trailblazers, the mavericks, the makers, the homesteaders, the modern pioneers, and the backyard farmers. If you have found yourself disenchanted with conformity and you just kind of like to swim upstream while the rest of society rides the river of least resistance, well, you found your tribe. Whenever I talk about canning dry beans, these two questions always come up without fail. So the first one is, why on earth and how are you canning dry beans? Like, are you putting the dry beans in a jar and putting a lid on and how does that work? So It's a little bit confusing, but let me clarify. When I say canning dry beans, I'm just referring to beans like navy, pinto, kidney, garbanzo, like beans that are dried, and we rehydrate them, put them in jars, and pressure can them. So they're not technically dry when they're in the jars. It's just the way I kind of differentiate them from canning green beans, you know, or some fresh bean from the garden. So that's what I'm referring to hopefully that's as clear as mud. Um, And the second question I get is, why would you even bother with that? Because dry beans will last in your pantry quite a while, which is a great point because yes, if you have a bucket or a jar of pinto beans, they will last in your cupboards, I would say, 6 to 12 months easily. And they're just fine. They're going to be ready to go. They're not going to go rotten or rancid. So you don't have to can beans necessarily. However, the reason I do it anyway is because, well, there's a lot of reasons. Um, It's very convenient. It makes sure I'm not clogging up my freezer with jars or Ziploc baggies full of cooked beans. Um, It's kind of one of my go-to convenience foods. But dry beans, believe it or not, actually do get to a point sometimes where they're past the point of no return. Um, And I've actually had this happen before. You know, they last a while, but if they go a couple years on the shelf, they dry out to the point where you cannot get them to soften. And it's crazy. And I've had it happen. And it's really disappointing because you'll soak your beans, you'll put them in a pot, you cook them for a couple hours, and you go to taste them. And they're still crunchy and you cook them a little bit more and they're still crunchy and they just won't rehydrate. So if you want to keep your beans more than six months to a year, canning them can help prolong their shelf life just a little bit. Um, And it's really not that hard. So the one thing that's really important though, when we're talking about canning beans or any low acid food a.k.a. beans, meat, broth, soups, whatever. You know what I'm going to say, right? You got to use a pressure canner. No ifs, ands, or buts, non-negotiable. You must use a pressure canner. And I talk more about the why of this and why it's kind of a big deal and it can be really dangerous to skip this rule in episodes number 79 and number 12 of this podcast. So if you're curious or you're feeling like you want to push the boundaries a little bit, you know, I love pushing boundaries, not when it comes to canning. So go check out those episodes if you need to scoop on the science. But for today's episode, I'm just going to say use a pressure canner and you will be fine. Um, I have noticed that when I pressure cook or pressure can beans, this is just a little antidote, random, um, we feel like we have less digestive issues than when I just cook them on the stovetop, even if they're unsoaked, because sometimes like I will put dry beans in my instant pot and cook them in there. And this is a separate thing from canning, right? You don't use an instant pot to can. So don't, don't confuse that. But I've noticed that when we do use a pressure cooker to cook the beans, we don't have the gas issues that we usually would have if we had cooked them on the stovetop. I don't know why that is a thing, but it works. So just random information there. Um, but it's just, it's really handy to have. And we like to use home canned beans, like I'll throw them in chili or soup or stew. Honestly, my kids actually really like them for lunches, which I think is a little bit weird, but it's one of their favorite lunches. So we will put You know, we take them out of the jar, we might heat them up on the stove. Sometimes they like them cold or at room temperature, which isn't my favorite, but they're cool with it. Um, They'll put a little salt, a little garlic powder, a little pepper, whatever herbs we might have laying around, and they eat them plain or with chips or, you know, dip a tortilla in it. So it's kind of like our last minute oh man, there's nothing for lunch. Let's eat some beans. So that might not be your thing, but it works for us. So, anyway. Let's talk through the process here. It's very, very simple. You're going to love this. So first off, you got to soak the beans. And there's a couple different ways you can do this. Personally, I just grab the beans. I will throw them in a big bowl, cover them generously with water, and let them sit overnight. If you hear this episode and you want to can the beans like right now and you don't have a 12-hour period to let them soak, you can also do a quick soak method which is simply where you put the dry beans in a pot cover them with water bring them to a boil and then turn off the burner and let them stand for an hour in the hot water and then you would proceed with the rest of this technique so it really doesn't matter Um, it just kind of depends on your time frame and what your schedule looks like for the next couple of days all right so regardless of whether you do an overnight soak or a quick soak we're going to take the soaked beans we're going to drain them so you're going to get all that water off pour it down the drain and then we're going to put them in a large stock pot and cover them up with fresh water put a lid on there put them on high on the stovetop and bring them to a boil you might want to watch the lid once they start boiling because beans love to boil over primarily after you have cleaned your stovetop burners It only happens when they're clean. If you have a really dirty stovetop, you can be rest assured they will not boil over. It is a documented scientific phenomenon. Uh, But anyway, so bring them to a boil for just 30 minutes, then shut it off. We don't want to cook them. We're not trying to cook them to the point of where we could eat them right now. We just want to get them uh, hydrated and a little bit softened. So by then we want to get our jars. We want to make sure they're hot. Um, I like to put a teaspoon of sea salt in each of my quart-sized jars for flavor. It has nothing to do with preservation, uh, quality, or anything like that. It's just a flavor thing. So if you're trying to avoid salt, you can omit omit it altogether. Um, If you're using pint jars, you can use half a teaspoon of salt instead of a full teaspoon. Uh, But anyway, I put the salt in. I grab my beans. I fill up the jars. I use my cooking liquid to fill the jars up to one inch of head space at the top, wipe down the rims, put the lids on, and then we process them for, well, we're at high altitude, so we use 15 pounds of pressure. For the rest of you at normal altitude, um, you can probably use 10 pounds, but I would suggest looking at your canner owner's manual to know for sure. Um, I let my pressure canner work on those beans for an hour and a half for my quart jars, And I go an hour and I think 15 minutes if I'm using pints and then, you know, let the pressure canner come down to zero pressure, open the the lid, uh, pull them out and stick them in your pantry. And it's so simple, um, but it's just one of those things you can add to your pantry, whether it's just your regular rotation of food or it's your kind of preparedness sort of pantry, but they're just easy and ready to go. It's I think probably going to be cheaper than buying cans of beans at the grocery store. Plus, you don't have to worry about whatever additives might be in those beans um, because you know exactly what's in there. Salt, water, and beans. Super, super simple. So um, two quick things. So first off, I kind of ran through the pressure canning instructions quickly. I have a pressure canning tutorial on the blog that's quite extensive. If you want to get into more of the nitty-gritty I also created a little uh, ebook and video set. It's all digital, very affordable where I will walk you through all the details of what it looks like to can, all sorts of things, water bath pressure and I'll leave a link to that um, in the show notes as well just in case you want to check it out. Um, so there's that's one way to get a little more in-depth information. but I wanted to also talk about um, cooking, raw bean. I don't know what to call them. Raw beans? Probably. Is that the right term? I don't know. Un, Unhydrated. Non-hydrated. <laughs> I'm struggling with English today. Beans that have not been soaked in water versus beans that have. Because sometimes, like, I have this recipe on the blog and it has a lot of traffic on it. And I'll get people commenting and they'll say, well, I don't really want to have to soak the beans or cook the beans for 30 minutes before I put them in the jars. I'd rather just put dry beans in jars, fill them with water and call it good. And I know that, I I know people have done that and they've said it worked. My concern with that is twofold. Number one, my concern is that beans will continue to soak up water when they're in the pressure canner, if they've not been cooked a little bit beforehand and we're gonna have an issue with liquid loss, um, jars not sealing, things might get funky. My other concern is the recommended method for canning dry beans is to cook them for 30 minutes first to make sure they're completely hot. Um, And that's, I, I just like to follow recommended procedure when it comes to canning because there's a reason they recommend what they do. There's a method to the madness. So you're going to see me following the recommendation. There are different, uh, ideas and recommendations or opinions online. So take them with a grain of salt and do, I think I, I always err on the side of following the recommendations when it comes to canning, just because safety with your preserved foods is kind of a big deal, but that's just my little spiel. So anyway, um, I think it's just always a good idea to have food in your pantry, even if the news isn't reporting scary things at that point in time. Um, remember, we're not operating out of a place of fear; it's just a place of being confident in our preparedness and confident in our skills. And here's the deal: here's the deal, guys. Um, homesteading sets us up for success way ahead of any news reports, way ahead of any concerns. And I don't care if your homestead is in the city or it's far from town. You guys are good. Like, I'm super proud of all of the measures that you guys have taken over the years to build your pantries and learn new skills. And so I think homesteading really sets us up for success. So it has begun, my friend, Gardening season, that is, and maybe you're not quite digging out in the garden yet. I know I'm not because there's still snow on the ground, but odds are you're likely in the thick of planning and dreaming and buying seeds. So, to make the process just a little bit easier for you, whether you're a newbie or an experienced gardener, I've put together a little pack of gardening printables as well as a list of some of my favorite veggie varieties, and you can grab the whole thing for free over at the slash garden plan. We'll leave that link in the show notes as well. And that's it for today. Don't forget to hit subscribe so all the new episodes will show up automatically in your podcast player of choice. Just makes it a little bit easier for you and if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you could take a quick minute to leave a review or rating. That just helps more people find the podcast and bring homesteading into their lives. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll chat more on the next episode of the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast.